Welcome to episode 35 of Bad Reviews for Good Books. We are recording live from Aunt Jessica's house. That's me, Aunt Jessica. We know you guys have heard about her on the podcast, so we're super excited to have her guest starring today. And I'm super excited to be the guest star today. Yeah, so we're recording. We're recording live from her house. All right, so Aunt Jessie and I conspired to ensure that Ryan would not know the book for today. Well, we have to tell you the story first because I do not read as much as these two do. So we searched and searched and searched and finally came up with this one. That's right. I have to find a review that... Doesn't give away the author yeah, and the characters. I've, <laughs> because... I've read this book before. Oh, yeah, you've read this. Joan says, creepy, creepy book. <laughs> And Teague says chilling. Uh, is it Poe? No. <laughs> Edgar uh, Allan Poe. <laughs> All right, you ready for another one? Creepy. Yeah. This is Dawn. She says, this is the worst book ever. <laughs> that, that's descriptive. <laughs> there could be so many. And this kind of gives you a hint. Arwen says, nothing better than reading my children a book about someone's mom croaking. Hate this book. I think I'll take my kids to funerals and teach them bereavement like a normal person. (laughs) Pickety pick. No. Wait, I'll tell my version of this and then maybe he can guess from that. I read this book for the first time when I was pregnant 27 (laughs) years ago with my daughter. And somebody said, actually, your mom, your your mother-in-law and grandmom said... You need to read this book. Every mother can read this and start to cry. And it's literally the first book I've ever read that I started crying. Are you serious? I'm not a crier. Yeah, my aunt never cries. Well, so not when never, I read this book, I was like, oh. Wait, so you did like this book? Yes. I do not like this she book. Did. Not like That's this part book. of why I'm excited. I'll read this. Peace Gal. And I'm not going to read her whole thing right now because Peace it'll give Gal. away. Yeah. But Peace Gal in the beginning says... As a librarian, I was vaguely aware that this book was controversial, but I had no idea why. Yeah. I have no idea. I noticed it in the donation pile one day and paged through it. I concluded that this may be the creepiest children's <gasps> book in all the land. No. So it's a children's book. Yeah, it's a children's it, book. And the mom dies. Well, Bambi? kind of. Did they no. say the mom died? Yeah, yeah, the mom dies. If they but... were mistaken? No, 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 no. <laughs> she comes back to life. No. It's not so like The that. mom dies, but it's implied that the mom dies. She doesn't actually die during the book. Died before the book starts. No, she dies after the book, presumably. At the end of the book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait. Uh, I feel like, was this, did you just read this one recently? I couldn't say. No. There's great animation in this book. I disagree there, too. <laughs> well, you're, a, you're an artist. Yeah. I'm like a... <laughs> so it was made a into dork. a movie? Is it a, is no, it a no, no, no. She means the illustrations she likes. Illustrations. She yes. liked, she liked illustrations. it so much that they came alive. <laughs> yes, in my dreams. Okay, so it's got pictures, and the mom dies, but mm-hmm. it's implied, mm-hmm. and it's creepy. Okay, this is Josh's review. He says... Shudder. Eh. <laughs> now, as a listener of your podcast, yeah. Jada gets them in like 30 seconds. Uh. Ryan, it always takes him a while. <laughs> I have given him some really vague reviews. Uh, That's cool. I don't know. And the last episode was funny because the whole time, as soon as he said, you've read this, you've read this, but you didn't guess it, like, I said to myself, yeah. she didn't read that book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. So <laughs> here's another one. This one will probably give it away. This is Patrick. He says, this story is so freakishly weird. I can't even with this book. I mean, the mother rocks her grown son in a rocking chair. Oh, WTF. <laughs> oh, but ladies, he's available. Just don't forget his mommy has to come over and rock his butt to sleep. <laughs> okay. I guess this is supposed to be a heartfelt book, but it's creepy as heck. Because I love you or something? Close. What's it called? I'll love you to the moon and back. Close. I'll always love you. No. I'll love you forever. It's just love you forever. By Robert Munch. Munch. Yeah, I yeah. didn't like that book either. What? <laughs> Eva said, why the freak are you crawling across the floor, Norma Bates? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Did she crawl? <laughs> yes. yes. When he's sleeping. Okay. I don't want to wake him up. There is a lady that goes page by page through it, which we're going to go over her review because it kills me. But I figured I'll read the rest of Peace Gals while we're here. Besides abnormal attachment, another major theme of this book is the aging and eventual loss of mom. Pretty deep stuff for a bedtime story that has a picture of a toilet on the cover. (laughs) The drawings are atrocious soft focus sap and bring to mind something that would appear on stationery sold by Focus on the Family. I totally get that, The family cat resembles an overgrown rodent. When (laughs) When the son becomes a teen and goes into a rebellious stage... His challenge to the system is depicted by his wearing a Hawaiian shirt, (laughs) Elvis haircut, pegged jeans, and women's loafers. (laughs) Oh, those crazy teenagers. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's so good. All right, so we're going to have Jess read some of the next ones. Let's see. Okay, this is the guest star Jessica reading Christine's review. <laughs> Love you forever, stalk you for always. <laughs> okay, in response to the haters, let me state that I do not mind one bit that many people have been touched and uplifted and love this book. It just doesn't work for me at all. And I'm allowed to have a different opinion than you. Let me say first that I understand this is an allegory about unconditional love between parent and child. But does this book come off a little creepy to anyone else? (laughs) One, it starts out okay, but about the time the kid gets to be a teenager, I just start to feel uncomfortable. Would I be okay (laughs) with my mom slipping into my teenage brother's rooms while they're sleeping to cuddle and sing a love song? No, probably not. (laughs) Two, I think it's weird there's only one female figure mentioned. Mom and Grandma, where's the dad? Later, when the mom is sick, the only pictures on her wall are of the kid. No husband or parents. Again, kind of weird. That's not kind of weird. Like, let's stop for a second there, because there's a lot of single-family homes. Yeah. So single-parent? Yes. Single-family homes. I have several families. <laughs> oh, no. There's a lot of single-parent homes, and so I would disagree with her on that point, but go ahead. Yeah, and later on in this book, when the kid is grown up, where is the mom to his baby? Single dads are awesome, but the absence of characters is chilling here. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I wouldn't quite call that chilling. Yeah, she says, This mom, I seriously think, has issues with letting her children go. Once a man gets married, the woman in their life isn't you, it's the wife. (laughs) And when children grow up and become adults, and you should have an adult-to-adult relationship with them, quit trying to cuddle them! I still cuddle my daughter, and she's 26. I think that might be a little different just because she's a female and you're a female. Maybe. This part I have to say, when it gets to the part of the old woman tying a ladder to her roof and driving across (laughs) town with the lights off, 
Then sneaking in the sun's window to cuddle and sing the love song. I just want to scream, Ah, oh, she's coming! Lock the window, come <laughs> Creepy! Yeah, well, I mean, that, why does she just, you know, use her key? Doesn't she probably have a key, right? Yeah, no, because he's like, my mom's scary and she's gonna sneak in my window. Also, she's like, they'll really? see her on the ring camera, though. They'll see her putting the, the ladder up. <laughs> this book was written, like, when was this? I didn't even check, yeah, but it was probably true. written in, like, the 70s yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't like it. Remembering the illustrations, it does look like one of those. The illustrations are very cards. time period yeah. appropriate. Like cards. they did have. Oh, listen like to that. this. Okay, just think about this. If the dad goes on to have the same behavior with his own daughter, the dad sneaking in on the teenage daughter to hold her, or oh, later on right. when she's married, he's climbing through the window to her bed. Question mark. Really don't think it's good writing with children's books. I like them to rhyme and rhythm and be easy to read. Oh, I felt gosh. like I was stumbling over words. Oh, we so disagree you, on I that. I disagree on that. Yeah. Like, do not like rhyming. I only like rhyming books if it adds to the book rather than detracts from the story. Because we read so many rhyming children's books that they rhyme and it hurts the story, right? Like, well, they, they people that are like, I think I'll write a children's book. That means I need to write a poem. That's what they think. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of ways to write children's books. Well, I like how she ends this, though. She says... But seriously, if you look at this book literally, it will give you nightmares. Just for fun, read it to someone purposely trying to be creepy. Just as an experiment. <laughs> Trust me, you'll agree with me after that. I read this to my kids this week to see what they thought about it. And they were just like, um, boundaries? Like, <laughs> it's so interesting because as an older mother, I bet you I've given this as a present at baby showers. Really? Oh, for years. Okay, so you're like one of the people that people in these reviews are complaining <laughs> yeah, about. probably. <sighs> what was interesting was on Christine's, there was a ton of people that commented. So Sandy says, our pastor read it in church on Mother's Day. What? I just yeah. told my son and my husband that it was just creepy. I called the mom stalker mom and came up with nearly every objection you have listed in your review. Every one. The story just doesn't hold up to the slightest critical analysis. It makes me cry anyway. I'm so stupid. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. She's like, it makes no sense, but I really love it. Nina Gale says, I love your phrase, stalk you for always, because if you focus on the literal action of the book, it is like stalking and weirdly inappropriate. However, if you focus on the message and see the actions as symbolic, you receive a beautiful message of unconditional love from one generation to the next. The weirdness makes it interesting. Okay, the weirdness makes it interesting. I mean, well, yeah. that could be Ryan's motto in life. Yeah, yeah. the weirdness true. makes it interesting. As accurate. All right, this is Slaroke24. This book is totally creepy, plus I can totally see my mother-in-law climbing a ladder to hold my husband at night. This book is horrid. <laughs> Which I thought was really It's funny. so funny. I don't see it at all. I really don't. Really? No. Oh, see, it's just a book about unconditional love that you're reading to your children. Oh. And you'll love them no matter what. It's like the continuation of life to me, right? You're loving your child, um, giving him great foundation, and then you're old, and all of a sudden it's reversed because he's still loving her at the end and holding her. Well, I will say, part of the problem that I had with that was that the mom had to call and say, I'm really not well. I need you to come. He wasn't checking on her on a regular basis. So that's well, why... Well, you're, you're thinking that. I don't 
that it felt like, okay, she's given everything and he's just like, uh, I guess I'll come over I'm now. Like the you know? giving tree. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it felt very giving tree And I understand, like, it was a different time period and it's not really fair for us to view it with our modern eyes. We're still Wait, doing it. So that's what makes this, uh, these reviews that you read so great. <laughs> well, when was the, what was it published? Hold on. Hey Siri, when was Love You Forever by Robert Munch published? That's why you guys like this. It's a little bit of a therapy session. Oh, 1986. That's the year I was born. Yeah. I was five. I'm really surprised. Okay. Listen, that's how we were in the 80s. All right. So this is... <laughs> creepy? <laughs> Wait, didn't you graduate in 86? I'm not in 88. Thank you. Don't oh. make me that okay. <laughs> I didn't see any of this. But this is... So I nice. am a light thinker. And I say this all the time. I don't dig deep yeah. into things. It <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, you're like, I go surface. We're not looking uh, to surface, up any emotions. Right. I'm not looking to, to do any of that. <laughs> so it, just on the basis of this book, it's about unconditional love. It's so creepy. <laughs> I guess it depends on whether you're looking at it from a literal sense or from a... Figurative. Figurative, way. yeah. This is the last comment on Christine's review. This is Mama's. She says, so I was trolling Google looking for a pic of the last page of this book. You know, the creep one of the son rocking his elderly mother, not grandmother. That's creepy too. To sit here and see people pervert a classic children's book is just plain sick. Yeah. (laughs) He wrote this book as an outlet for the grief of having two stillborn children. No, you're going too deep for me now. I don't want to cry unless I'm crying at a mom. This book symbolizes a mother's devotion to her child, which is what you've been saying, and a loving, grateful son who never forgot all she did. Would anyone in 2014 or 1984 climb into a window to rock an adult? No! My own mother would read us this book, and it was a favorite of mine and my older brother's. Four weeks after my own mother was diagnosed with breast cancer, and after almost 25 plus years since I read this book, or even seen a copy of the image of the son caring for his own frail and aged mother, has been in my mind. I can just like the book, just as she cared for me. She hasn't rocked me since childhood, but she has climbed a good many ladders for the sake of all her children. So I say to you perverted souls (laughs) who only seek the sick, Maybe you should really read the book and ponder as mothers yourselves how far up the ladder you will go for your children. And have I been devoted enough to my children that they will never stop climbing the ladder for me? It's fiction. It's a message. Well, I am off now to find the picture I'm looking for to send my mom so I can remind her that as long as she's living, my mommy shall be. Plus, I have a better things to do than pervert a book for children. <laughs> Only that s- word, pervert. I know. Only signed up for this to clarify the misconceptions of the uninformed and unloved. <laughs> Wait, so she signed up for Goodreads <laughs> yeah. only to make that comment? Yes. She's like, magnum opus. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, and then I just need you guys to see this picture of Robert Munch. That's his profile picture. That's great. Goodreads. That's great. I know. He's got like... <laughs> How would you even describe that? He looks like he's frightened, and he's about to lick you. No! He's about <laughs> to lick you say, the How camera. would you describe this? I'd say he's doing, like, an excited face. Yeah, with, his, with like, jazz hands up by his yeah, face. Yeah, jazz hands. But you can't see them shaking. But his I, tongue I, is definitely uh, coming out. Well, kind of. He's going creepy! <laughs> he's like, love you forever! <laughs> I, I just hope if I'm ever, for some reason, on Goodreads, that my profile picture would look like that. Yeah, that last lady, though, like, that irks me when there's like a debate going on and then someone brings out the cancer card. I'm right because my mom has cancer. <laughs> like that bugs me when people bring out 
It's like, let me tell you one detail about my life that'll make you all feel stupid because you can't make fun of this or you can't top this. My mom died of cancer. That's why I like this book. And therefore you're all perverts. What I think is interesting is that she made an account just to make that comment. Why I find that fascinating is because not that many people are reading the comments. And I get that she's really passionate about it, but how many people read that? I mean, maybe a lot. I don't know. We're reading it on our podcast, so I guess, you know. Listen, until you guys start this podcast, I didn't know people reviewed books. You did? What? Of course not. Oh, my gosh. All right. No. Well, would you have created an account to comment on this <laughs> No, book? I would have called you and said, get on there and say something. <laughs> and then I would have been like, my aunt thinks. <laughs> Just stunned. Finally, the overall message of the book, the intended message, I'm sure, is about unconditional love, the reversal of roles, etc., etc. But here's the message I got. I love you because you're my son, but I really don't like you very much. What? She sees her son as a deviant. If he's not flushing her wash down the toilet at age two, <laughs> he's swearing in front of his grandma at age nine. She says he drives her crazy and wants to put him in a zoo. It's when he's asleep and only when he's asleep that she can express her affection. Why does he have to be asleep for her to do this? Because it's the only time he's peaceful and quiet and not driving her crazy. <laughs> now, all that, is, that's in the book. We'll get to that. But she says that, that she wants to... Put him in the zoo? Yeah. No. I know, but she's just saying that. But I think it's interesting that she only says she loves him while he's sleeping, while he's... Well, so that's the only time he'll take he'll take it all in. He's okay, hitting on a enough. very poignant parental knowledge that when your kids are sleeping, they're way more lovable. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not you're like, you're, like your heart is like exploding out of your chest. Like, look at they're quiet and peaceful, and they're not screaming, and it's just and they um, really do look like angels when they're sleeping. And you you look forward to them waking up, but then when they do, you forget all about what it was like to watch them sleeping. Plus, okay. who hasn't said you're going to put your kid in a zoo? Let's be serious. And. My kids think this is so creepy, but I have more pictures of, well, the little ones. I don't go in and take pictures no, of the little ones creepy. sleeping. That is creepy. I have more pictures of the little <laughs> ones sleeping probably than they are awake because they look so cute when they're sleeping. I just, right. like, when I go in to wake them up in the morning or whatever. But I don't sneak in there at midnight and take pictures. I don't crawl across the floor to take pictures. This is baby hippo face. <laughs> Okay, I realize I'm in the minority here, and I will admit that first time I read this, I went, aw, she loves her baby. But then I actually thought about it and was completely freaked out by this book. This woman uses a ladder to climb into her grown son's window, picks him up out of bed, and holds him while he sleeps. Do I need to repeat the grown man part? We've got breaking and entering here, along with the fact that we never once see the woman tell her son she loves him while he is, oh, I don't know, awake? There's something she might try. I realize I'm probably reading far too much into this little Robert Munch rhyming ditty. But it has become... It is rhyming? Well, a little bit. Some of it. But it has become so revered by the masses that I feel the need to speak my piece. I'm done now. <laughs> That's Go, it. Go, girl. See, the thing is, when I was becoming a new mother, this was the thing that everybody said to me, oh, you have to get this book to read it. You're going to cry. Yeah. And so I'm like, I ran out right away and yeah. got this book. Yeah. And I never, ever thought any of these things. And really? even as a mother now, I would, if someone was pregnant, I would say, oh, have you ever read this <laughs> You're book? never going to give it to people. Well, now she, not. No, she still will. No. no. We still like it. No. I mean, like. I still like it, but I'm, if people are thinking it's creepy, <laughs> and now this oh, new generation this will be like, her. I know, 
I feel so I'm bad. Like, oh, why did Jessica say read this book? It's creepy. <laughs> like, what's wrong with her? Yeah. Well, let's just systematically destroy all the, oh, your love for books. Oh, my goodness. Now, I'm sure Sylvester and the Stone now, is that going to be the next one you're going like to take lot, away actually. from me? It's oh. been a while since I read that. Mystique? Yeah, yeah I guess William what? Did Shrek. That's he did? Good. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. wrote, he wrote that. That's right. I like, yeah, the, the book Shrek. Shrek you guys yeah. don't know because Jess isn't on here every week, but she's totally obsessed with Shrek. Shrek is my top five in my top five Shrek movies. is good. I will agree with The original Shrek. Yeah, 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 of course. Bill said, it reassures me to see so many people find this book as creepy and loathsome as I do. <laughs> Jess is like, no! <laughs> like, I've had it. I know the lesson we're supposed to learn is that we never stop being the apples of our parents' eyes. But all I ever got out of it was that if you feel at all smothered by your parents, you better get used to it because it will never end. Oh, <laughs> also, moms are inherently stalkery. <laughs> inherently stalkery. True that. Like, is that a word? And while I hope that wasn't the authorial intention here, I can't shake the feeling that maybe it really was. No, I think it was good intention. It just didn't come out right. <laughs> well, according to us, you know... Every generation, we have kind of different things that we focus on. And Jess is only 16 years older than me, but that's enough of a generation gap, probably. And so when you were raising your daughter, we weren't having conversations about like boundaries or any, I mean, the stuff that we're talking about now, we weren't talking about in 1986 when it was written. You weren't talking about anything. What? Yeah. Um, gar, 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 gar. Oh, me? Yeah. yeah. No, I was like in the womb still. <laughs> I was not making any outward noises. But I do always feel the need to point that out, that our life experiences inform our perspectives. And your perspective is totally valid. I really hope it doesn't ruin this book. Oh, no, no, no. Because it's, it's probably, uh, probably everyone making these comments are people in their 30s and 40s. Well, and it's yeah, like, the rest of us don't know you can review books. <laughs> you know, a lot of people write just to make people laugh. And you can't make people laugh with, it was a pretty good book. Yeah, or, yeah. I liked sure. the book. It was okay. You know, right, you right. make them laugh by saying... Just outlandish things oh, about yeah. how awful it creepy, is. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Yeah. Right. For me, the pictures are at least as big a deal as the book. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, like, I think one of the reasons I didn't love that book was just because, you know, the illustrations were meh for me. The one, what I hate is Goodnight Moon. Why? Well, I like that one, too. I don't, I don't, I don't, I have not read that recently. What's it's so asinine. Goodnight this Good night, that. Well, Good, like, because that's how what kids do. How is, this, how is this literature? <laughs> okay, well, I will say there's a great parody on that book that I really loved, actually. It was a parody, but it was also, like, kind of serious. It's about, it's like Good Night Technology or something. Oh, yeah. And I like that have one. you read that one? Yeah. It's hilarious. So really? they take, they end up just taking everything away from the kids and throwing yeah, them out the window. And even, I think it's even the grandpa or something is like, where's my iPad or something? I don't remember. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, I really like that one. So if nothing else, I'm like, well, at least it spawned good parodies, you know? <laughs> Yeah, um, so Bill had some comments on his. Patricia commented on Bill's review. Patricia said, Really, I agree. When it first came out years ago and my children were young, I attacked the internet mother's group on how horrid this book was. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The reason I put a question mark there was like, were there internet mother's groups in 1984? 86. No. Or 86? There was an internet No, because really. guess what? I was in high school 
And I learned how to type on a typewriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was no, I mean, it was any time after 86, I would assume. But she said when it first came out, mm. right? So I was just like, okay. Patricia Cray Cray. Maybe she went when it first came out of my bag that I brought. I was like, I I'm calling BS, Patricia. That's not. <laughs> or he's like Bill Gates' wife that got the internet before everyone else. Her name's not yeah. Patricia. Melinda. Wait. Melinda Gates. Oh, yeah, that's right. Melinda. Yep. You got it. Oh, she said, so insincere, just out to make a buck. Really? This author belongs in the Bates Motel. And I was like, wow. I really don't think he was out just to make a buck. Well, maybe I'll be a deep thinker like all these people because, right, it's an only child. Oh, yeah. Because you never see any... And obviously, my daughter is an only child. Yeah. Maybe we give them too much when they're only... So maybe it is a talk about... How only children... <laughs> Look at you being all deep. She's getting so deep. How only children have too much attention given to them. Oh, mm-hmm. so you should neglect them a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably the... That's Maybe probably I the didn't... When I read the book, I didn't realize all these <laughs> deep things about it. So this is Terry. Terry says, one star is too high for this book. I would have... <laughs> Just is shaking her head. You guys can't see. I would have given it negative stars if possible. This is a story of a dysfunctional woman who only tells her child she loves him while he's asleep. He perpetuates the cycle with his daughter. The image of this old mother sneaking into her son's bedroom at night is just too weird. And the thoughts it presages of this man creeping into his teen daughter's bedroom someday are even worse. There are too many wonderful pictures celebrating familial love to waste time on this creepy distortion. (laughs) But then Lisa says... Okay, this is not a book I was thinking of. Is presages a word? <laughs> is this what takes place before a massage? Before, <laughs> before dressage? creepy. Before eating sausage? <laughs> or, or did super fast typing finally get the better of you? Is this evidence of a superior vocabulary? Or should I blame Mavis Beacon? Who's Mavis Beacon? That name sounds familiar, but I don't know. Is it a typewriter? Oh, yeah. It's the... Hey, Siri. Typewriter. Who's Mavis Beacon? Fictional character created for the Mavis Beacon teaches typing software? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then Terry, who wrote it, said, Clever! Actually, presage can be a noun or a verb. In this case, the verb means to foreshadow. I thought the word is presage. I'm probably saying it wrong. Well, so we should ask so that one of us knows hey, Siri, we, we should feel better. How to pronounce presage. <laughs> Listen, I don't even know what the okay. word means, so no I one should feel bad about right, themselves. Listen, no, you're probably right, like, because I, I actually had not heard that word either, so. All right. I customize everything. We'll see who is correct. Ryan or Gia. Presage, also presage. Oh, you can say it either way. I hate when words can be pronounced both ways. I know, because you're like, oh, potato, potato. You know there was a right way, and then enough people said it wrong that now it's the right way. (laughs) So, like, you know, like, uh, sneak and snucked. Isn't it nice that we're both right? That's that's like, that's a first. Take a moment and realize (laughs) you're both right. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, like the APA, they're like, you can't say snuck. But then if you say sneaked anywhere, you sound like an idiot. Yeah, 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 that's true. I sneaked. But it's an interesting thing with this book because they're saying she's only loving him when he's sleeping. But don't you love them more when they're getting into the stuff they're not supposed to be? What do you mean? Like, 
Your kids. I, for some <laughs> point, when your kids are getting into stuff they shouldn't be. I find them more exciting and fun when they're, like, doing the crazy stuff. Yeah, like when, you know, you're awesome. You yeah. would love that kid women's loafers or women's clothes. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, People, great Hawaiian shirt there. You are saying they only like, you know, it's shown that she only likes him when he's sleeping because he's such a pain. Aren't kids most of the time getting into things, and that's when we love them the most? Yeah, that's how so it should. Doesn't make that's sense how it should be when they're saying that. But in the book, she says that. I, I mean, know, but I know what you're saying. I get what you're saying. They want a full psychological treatment of how <laughs> yeah. you know, like <laughs> the conversation continues. Lisa says. Hi, Terry. I actually thought I was commenting on a review of this book by one of my friends, a known speed typist. But thank you for responding. I loved your review of this creepy book. <laughs> and I was just like... A known speed typist. <laughs> Did that really happen? Like, how right. would you not know that that was not your friend? I just thought it was interesting because then she's like, I thought this was one of my speed typist friends, you know? And you're just like, okay, How many speed typist friends does she have? I'm real curious about that. I do not know. Well, I'm real curious about the number of people that think I'm creepy now because I've given this book so many times over the the years. So many times I've given this book. Maybe we'll put like a, um, even though nobody ever answers these, we'll put like a, did you think Jess is creepy? (laughs) Yes or no? No, I think she's talking. Now I realize she's talking about the ones that she gave it to. Yeah, yeah, no. I don't know. I'm sure they didn't think you were creepy because if somebody gave me that book, I wouldn't be like, they're messed up. I would just be like, oh, like, okay, they don't know. Okay, <laughs> okay let me throw this like, like, I mean, everyone knows that book cover. You know, like, it's yeah, very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually never read that as a child. It wasn't until I was an adult that I read it. I was like, ooh. So I'm curious about whether I would have liked it as a child. I don't know. Can you just read Kate? However, does the mother not understand boundaries? Clearly, her son does not want to be rocked as an adolescent and young man, and she has to crawl across the floor like a stalker in the night, sneak into his bed while he is asleep to rock him. Her son finally escapes this woman and her unhealthy, clingy ways and moves into his own house. He obviously did not give his mother a key to his house, but she would not have to drive across town in the dark of night with a ladder strapped to the top of her car. She is one strong dexterous and determined old lady. <laughs> she risks a broken hip to climb into a window to rock him. <laughs> I also suspect that That's she's awesome. slipping him some sort of sleeping medication at night. Yes. How else could he sleep through her attempts to hoist his large body <laughs> Come on, people, wake up! This book is an example of a horribly disturbed and dysfunctional parent-child relationship. <laughs> Jess is like, disagree! Disagree so hard! Well, Honestly, could you sleep through someone, like, picking you up and holding you? I know. I was just like... Maybe he wants to be picked up and rocked, so he's pretending he's still sleeping. Oh, Listen, okay, that takes it to a whole no, new level. No, somebody talks about that, so let's not have the discussion just yet. He's okay. like, oh, this feels so good. Let me keep my eyes closed while my mom rocks me. <laughs> Melky said, This book skyrocketed to popularity in the mid-80s while I was working at B. Dalton Bookseller. Oh, so many women came to the register clutching the title, weeping into their sodden tissues. (laughs) That's me! (laughs) I didn't get it then, and I don't get it now. I'm glad to see several one-star reviews of this title. I thought maybe there was something wrong with me that I could not see the beauty in telling a child, Someday mummy will be old, and you won't have to take care of me, just like a baby. (laughs) Shudder. (laughs) Okay, but this is what I was... You know how sometimes people will put tags at the bottom or they shelve their books as certain things? 
One of their shelves was O-F-F-A-L, awful. And I was like, did they mean A-W-F-U-L? Because do you know what awful is? What? The entrails and internal organs of an animal used as food. What? <laughs> yeah, they... And oh so gosh, I was just like... Have, it's like sweet Dual words. meaning. I was like, did they spell that wrong? Or did they really mean they're like, this is so bad. It's like internal entrails. organs. Yeah. Okay. Listen, yeah. I hate to tell all your listeners out there, but eventually your parents do become like your children. Okay, that's true. Because you should talk about grandpa for a minute. Yeah. My dad had dementia in the end. And we had to treat him like he was our child. Yeah, and actually I feel like it's harder then because they don't have baby-sized butts. Like, no. Like, <laughs> so, I think symbolically in a lot of ways what this book is saying is true because eventually we all become like little children again. Yeah, that is true. If you live and have some issues or something. Right, right, right. But it is a kind of a circle of life sort of thing. That is true. And you think about that a lot the older you get and the older your parents get. I will wipe your butt. Thank you. I will do that for you. I love you. I will pay someone to wipe your butt. Well, you sound like Jasper. (laughs) Yeah. He'll already have me ensconced in a uh, place on my own. Tell them what he said. Well, one time when Jasper and I went out to have our famous, you know, that you have to have in this area, it's called an inside out pizza. I said to him, what are you going to be when he grows up? And he says, I'm going to be a billionaire with a B. With a B. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Millionaire. Billionaire with a B. And what's so funny is, um, even though, so my children. So I'm hoping. My children are Jess's great nieces and nephews. But it's like she's like a second mom. We don't really have a word for that. So if anyone has a word, please let us know. Yes. But um, what's funny is they have all these plans for when Jess gets old. And Jess has a daughter. Like, that's what the, she always says. But I'm the daughter. He's, but they're like, we'll put you in a home with a nice pool. Like, yeah. they've got all these. Did you know that? Our kids Not a nursing home, though. They're like, they're going to build they have me. Plans for yeah, you. and they're going to hire, yeah. like, an at-home nurse that will just stay with Jess. Like, I, like I'll even need this. I hope not. I know. Well, I can't help but feel I failed a little bit if my son is, like, the most important thing to him is money. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is the last one, but this is a super long because she takes it um, page by page. Oh my heavens. So <laughs> this is so good. All right. Maybe we'll pass the phone around. She says, Licha, thank you so much for introducing this little gem to me. Amazing. So I gathered three of my kids, ages 7, 10, and 12, around last night. And I told them I wanted to get their opinion on a book. Would have loved to get the 15-year-old's opinion, but he was busy sleeping off the previous night's video game marathon. So the story opens with this mom rocking her baby and singing this little song. My 7-year-old girl is now snuggling in for what she thinks will be a good story. My 10-year-old daughter says, aww, and cuddles in on the other side. My 12-year-old son raises an eyebrow, but still tucks his feet under him and settles in on the couch. The next page is the kid dumping stuff in the toilet and making a general mess while his mother says, This kid is driving me crazy. We could each relate to that scene in our own way because children are horrible and messy. Okay. And then... Do you know my brother used to dump things down the toilets to see if they would go down? Really? And flush them? Really? Jason. Jason. (laughs) The same brother that would sit out waiting for the garbage truck. And I would sit watching him because in my head I thought that he was going to be taken away. (laughs) But the garbage people. Garbage (laughs) man was a tough day for me because I was always afraid my brother was going to be put in a trash can. Oh, you were on like high alert. Oh, Oh, it was terrible. I remember to this day. And he did give our big green machine away to the trash man. It was brand new, wasn't it? He wanted to see what it would look like crushed up. 
<laughs> and we never got it back. But I don't think they the, crushed it. The big it. green machine it was a big bike. It's like a, it's a specific it had, bike. It had little, little things like this. <laughs> and we were so excited. And I was out there when he put it in there. And I don't know why I let him, but I was just always so afraid he was going to be scooped up and put in there. Oh, so you're like, I saved you over the green machine. That's She's like, true, really? I put it out there, but I changed the <laughs> no, memory <laughs> so that Jason has done it. False yeah. memories are, they say that if you don't have false memories, then you're probably not healthy. Did you know that? Uh-oh. Well, this was a true moment. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then it says something about moving to the next page. Jump scare. All right. You need to look at this picture. <laughs> oh, I love that one. All right, so, read, so read that next page. It's a baby, and she's peeking over the side of the bed like all she needs is the knife now. Did she say that? No, that's oh, what you're I'm saying. saying. That. Okay. Every one of my kids jolted at this picture. The 10-year-old <laughs> scream squeal, Oh my gosh, like, what's she doing? <laughs> <laughs> Only you have to imagine that she sounds like a valley girl with a southern accent because she does, and it makes everything she says ten times more hilarious. <laughs> this woman scuttled across the kid's floor once he was asleep. Scuttled. <laughs> that makes it sound like a horror film. <laughs> Eyeballed him all weird-like, then picked him up, rocked him, and sang her freaky song. <laughs> girl... Nobody picks up an already sleeping baby. <laughs> That's true. That, <laughs> that is true. true. You check to make sure they're still breathing. Thank you, lucky stars. That they have a few hours to yourself and then quietly back the heck out of the room. <laughs> Just love this picture. Up <laughs> uh, next, the boy is nine years old. He's up to all sorts of nine-year-old shenanigans, like not wanting to take a bath. And he's still driving his mom crazy, like children do. But every night, mom still crawls across his floor and looks up over the side of his bed to see if he's really asleep. And if he is, she rocks him and sings the song. The question of, why the is she crawling across his floor, was a popular one in our house. Even my seven-year-old knew it wasn't normal. <laughs> my son was actually more concerned with why she felt the need to rock him without his knowing about it. <laughs> On the next page, your son has become sort of a teenage Elvis impersonator because, well, because that's what all the cool kids are doing. <laughs> I think this picture is just beautiful. That's what you're saying. It's to say that he doesn't know he's being rocked. Well, that's, we're getting there, okay? All right, so then it says, never, never have I crawled on my belly like a soldier into my teenage son's room, and never have I attempted to pick up his massive frame and rock him on my lap, asleep or not. First, because he's bigger than I am, and he'd crush my legs. Second, I can't even imagine the upper body strength that sort of thing would require. Third, and I feel most importantly, I'm not a creeper. Now, that's not to say I'm not affectionate. I hug him. Lots. Mostly against his will because he's a teenager, just not while he's unconscious. Well, on to the next page. This poor boy finally escapes. He grows up and moves across town. I swear there was an audible sigh of relief for my son when we got to this page. You could see that he was actively rooting for this guy to get away from Mother Bates. My seven-year-old had the scrunchy face look going on because she could tell something was not quite right with this woman. But she doesn't have enough life experience yet to pinpoint what it is. But my 10-year-old really pegged it when she said, Ha! What's she gonna do? Sneak across town to get him? And we all laughed nervously. Spoiler alert. <laughs> across town was apparently not far enough away. The crazy chick bungeed a freaking ladder to the top of her car and drove to his new place at night. <laughs> and she said, if all the lights in her 
son's house were out, she opened his bedroom window, crawled across the floor, and looked up over the side of his bed. I just felt dirty reading that out loud. <laughs> Shudder. <laughs> if that great man was really asleep, she picked him up and rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Ugh. And while she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby will be. The kids are coming off the couch, gesturing wildly at the picture, and just freaking out in general at this point. The woman has crossed the line big time, and even the seven-year-old knew it. But wait, there's more. I think they talked about boundaries in that house. Yeah. On the next page, the old lady is old. She calls her son and says, You better come and see me because I'm very old and sick. About darn time, I say. Anyway, when her son gets to the door, this lunatic starts in with her disturbing chant, I'll love you forever. <laughs> I'll like you for always. My son inserts a gagging sound here because she can't finish due to being too old and sick. My children <laughs> oh, and I cackle loudly. Aw, don't worry. Her son picks her up instead of calling 911. And <laughs> <laughs> does his own rendition of this nightmarish song. I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my mommy, you'll be. It's just, oh my gosh, he was awake every time she did this. This was my 12-year-old boy. He was, understandably, freaked out that her son knew the words to this frightening little ditty since the book specifically stated that mommy made sure he was asleep each time she crept into his room to sing it. So not only was the mom a lunatic, but the son was evidently cool with it. This, this was particularly worrisome to him. In his mind, no normal boy would find this sort of behavior endearing, and I gotta agree with him. This stuff might have flown up till he was nine, but beyond that, no. And especially not a teenage boy. Here's how the scenario would have gone down in real life. Mom, tiptoe, tiptoe. <laughs> Son, mom, get out. Mom slinks back out. Okay, okay, last page. Again, you're sort of lulled into thinking that it's over because the old woman is presumably dead. But no, the cycle continues. Oh, yes, because evidently some woman was chill with this freaky old broad randomly sneaking into her home and cuddling with her husband. That's probably why the mom's not there, because oh, yeah. she was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> she left. <laughs> she was cool enough with it that she let this mama's boy get her pregnant. So now he's going to do this dance with his daughter. I'll love you forever. Slams book shut, runs screaming from room. All right, now in this book's defense, and all people who love it, it's almost certainly not meant to be taken literally. It's meant to show how long a parent's love lasts. No matter what they do, no matter how old they get, your children will always be your babies. And that's true. And I admit, it's hard to watch mine grow up and not need me as much anymore. Will they still love me once I'm not an integral part of their everyday lives? What happens when it's not important that I sign their report cards, take them to a friend's house, and cook them dinner? What about once they're ready to move out? Will I be ready for it? Heck no. But at least now I know I can threaten to strap a ladder to the top of my car and pay them a midnight visit if they don't routinely call me. Would I ever really do that? Probably not. Still, they owe me, and I better hear from them on a regular. Why, you ask? Because this was our actual Christmas card one year. <laughs> Look at it. Basically, all the kids are just, like, being a hot mess. <laughs> oh, that's great. That was our last review. Listen, so. he didn't think it was too creepy because he only moved across town. It's not like he moved only across, across the town. Country. He didn't go to Mexico. Right. He yeah, stayed in true. the same area. But he also didn't move next door. So, you know, what's funny is I hadn't thought about why he knows the song. And it's funny that her 12-year-old pointed that out. I thought that was really interesting because he knows the song. So clearly, 
Or maybe she was singing it during the day. You know, we well, were only seeing she parts was. of the Ed always used to sing according, I'm your daddy, oh yes I am, I'm your daddy, I'm your friend, I'm your daddy, I love you, I'm your daddy, through and through. And he would sing that to her at night when she wanted to go to sleep, but they Aww. still sing that now. Oh, well, So that's, it was that's a nighttime thing, but I'm sure, you know, it's the same thing. Same thing, same thing. It's yeah. not creepy. Did he crawl across the room to sing it to her? No, okay. It's not a crawler across the floor. Oh, that reminds me. (laughs) How's that for a segue? (laughs) So last week when we did Maze Runner. Maze Runner. That was like two weeks ago. Yeah. I came across this other podcast. You said like a question, like, I think it was a podcast? No. I don't know. Might have been a video. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I came across the review in Goodreads that mentioned the podcast. So then I checked out the podcast. Two days prior, they did Maze Runner as well, which I thought was really coincidental. Anyway, I listened to it. It was pretty good. I think they're librarians and they kind of go more, they start at the beginning of the book and kind of give a synopsis of it while they make fun of it. So So they're not reading reviews. Right. They just comment on it themselves. And it was pretty funny. So you can check that out. I think it was called The Worst Bestsellers. But for a younger audience, probably not for you, because it's explicit, right? Oh, yeah. It has some language in it. Thank you guys for joining us. And special thanks to our guest star, Jessica Klein. Jess Hills! Thank you for having me. It was so nice to have you, and we want to have you on again soon. Oh, sure. Yeah, but you need to read some more books. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.